Welcome to the latest campaign podcast. I'm Claire Beale from Campaign and with me this morning I've got my campaign colleague, our global technology editor, Emily Tan. I've got Dan Gilbert, the Chief Executive of Brain Labs, Ruth Zoa, Chief Product Officer of Mindshare, and Alison Davis, the Business Development Lead at IBM. Uh, we've got some background music today, which has nothing to do with us, but somebody's playing an organ in the distance, which I'm quite liking actually. So uh, if you if you think there's a, a strange soundtrack um, on the back of this podcast, that's why. So we're here to talk about blockchain today. What the hell is blockchain and why should anybody working in advertising and marketing care? Alison, can you kick us off? Tell, tell us what this mystery technology is. Um, hi, um, Claire, and thank you for having me on. It's Ali uh, from IBM. So it's interesting because quite a lot of our clients at C-suite level um, will say to me, because um, I know them quite well, Ali, can you just tell me what blockchain is? Because I need to tell the board or my team. Or And I say, okay, the way I like to describe it is if you have a good or a service, and that could be a digital asset or something physical like a parcel, and you pass that between different people, and everybody writes down what the parcel is and how much it's worth, um, it might mean that if you pass that parcel between four people, they've got four different records. And there's room for human error in writing down. They may just make a genuine mistake. I thought that was four things in that parcel. Actually, it's three. And what blockchain does is allow you to write that piece of information down, secure it, mean that nobody can change it, nobody can tamper with it. It's there. You can check it if you've got access to that piece of information. And then if the next person in the chain wants to change the piece of information, they write that down. That's secure. That's kept um, so that people can understand what the movement of the data was from whether it's gone from three to four and why. So if you simplify it down to a technology that captures a piece of information as goods or physical assets or digital assets go between parties, that I think kind of helps work out what blockchain is. So we we work in advertising and marketing. Campaigns readers, that's their, that's their, their professional lives. Why does any of this matter to any of us? Why do we care? Who's, who's going to tell us why why campaigns listeners to this podcast should, should, should be doing anything different because of all of this new technology coming on? I, I, I can chip in on that. Um, <clears throat> as, as part of a media agency, having to deal with uh, many moving parts to get a campaign live for our brand clients and, and working with them very closely as well as their partners, uh, you find yourself in a relatively complex uh, business network uh, to get advertising from conception through to delivery to find those consumers. And the ability of blockchain to help us track the different participants within that business network, track the activities that each of those participants are responsible for in a transparent way, gives us a huge opportunity to rebuild the trust in the industry um, in a way that we haven't had the chance to do before. And so for me, it's very important to understand that those networks of people that interact today are incredibly important and that blockchain is one of many technologies that we use 
to actually deliver a service to our clients to create experiences for consumers so they can build uh, that brand connection, that brand awareness. And, and this is part of what we have in our arsenal of tools to make the process and to make our industry potentially better. I'd also like to add, um, Emily here from Campaign, that stepping away from just the media <coughs> equation, if you're creative, then being aware of new technologies gives you a new tool in which you can be creative with and perhaps will answers may, it might provide the ideal solution for a client um, in, a, in any particular case study. It shouldn't be something you ram in, obviously, but it is a solution that you, if you're aware of, you can use. If you're not aware of it, you're not going to be able to use it. And if you're a client, um, like with any other hyped up technology, there's a lot of people out there clamoring for money because, and they're going to tack on blockchain and AI and all these words on to try and get that money. And if you're a client, understanding the technology will make you more savvy about investment and knowing um, who's telling the truth and who's just bullshit. <laughs> now, Emily, you were, you were chairing a panel with Dan and Ruth uh, and several others, and it was a, a lively panel with some quite some debate. Dan, you were you were you weren't sitting back. You were you were getting in there on this yeah. panel and, and having a fairly robust. Make it more fun. Um, yeah, no, it was. It was <laughs> But also, Dan was invited Very because he authored, he authored a column for us um, where he asserted that, you know, you cannot solve the programmatic problem with blockchain. And so he was invited to, you know, voice his yeah. opinions on the panel. So perhaps Dan could share with us a little bit about, a little bit about, <laughs> uh, you know, why he believes this is true. So I should probably start by saying that I fundamentally believe that blockchain will change the future of our industry and many other industries as well like it's an incredible technology that i'm heavily invested in um i think claire's question and and the the pertinent one was around how relevant is this to us as marketers and how much do we need to worry about this as marketing and marketing professionals um my response to that is that that to me blockchain constitutes not that it's not an important enabler and not that it's an important part of our technology stack um but it's a red herring almost for marketers to start thinking about and obsessing about and worrying about constantly. And, and as, a, as a solution to the media supply chain, that really is a tiny problem in, in, in a series of what I see to be much larger issues within programmatic, which is answering the questions of, you know, where do I spend my money? Um, uh, what sites do I appear on? And what return on investment do I get? That for me is, is transparency and something that blockchain... You know, it's another maybe data point amongst other data points, but there are far more important ones that, that we should access now and strategically plan to have access to, like direct contracts with media suppliers or total visibility into where the agency is purchasing stuff. So for me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's distracting in a sense. And as marketers, um, we have to be very wary and, and you know, as, as agencies to advise our clients, we have to be really wary of you know, what's hype and what's not. And to me, this falls in the category of in this context, you know, for media measurement, on the hype side. Um, so let, let me come back on that because um, I can understand the word hype because it, unfortunately, technology like this does get a lot of people, A, misunderstanding it. And there was a point actually today that was really well made. Um, I can't remember who made it. Maybe one of you can, but um, let's educate ourselves. And I think as uh, founding members of Hyperledger, um, which is one of the blockchain technologies, it's incumbent on us as an organisation to help with that education without actually saying you have to buy something. I just think it's fundamentally important. And secondly, you know, I agree that the strategy around what you're buying, where you're buying, where you're placing your money is absolutely the, the conversation agencies need to be having with their marketing clients. 
But if you can't trust the data you're using to make those decisions and change business strategy, because the data there are discrepancies in the data mm. even between the buyers, uh, uh, the the providers in one media buy, where do you start? Yeah. Well, what's what's so truth is you know a really important word. It's just trusting the information and understanding where it's come from, why Emily's information may differ from your information, mm -hmm. working out that discrepancy, is that okay? It might be because actually you've enhanced the data that Emily's given you, so therefore you're adding an extra cost to what somebody's buying. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something that I can't see and I can't understand, how can I strategize about whether you should be part of the chain or not? Yeah. Um, so. I agree that you shouldn't, as a marketer, sit and of an evening go, how can I use blockchain in my marketing strategy? That That's wrong. It's If you don't really understand where 60% of your dollar is being spent, we, can, we, agencies and technology providers with blockchain, can help with that, and then you might be able to strategize mm. more effectively. And, so, and I think that's fundamentally you know, the, the point that I was trying to make on the panel, which is whenever a new technology comes into the market, right? it is seen as, as a silver bullet. You know, like a couple of years ago, we we're talking about DMPs being the be all and end all of this. And everyone was like, I need a DMP and I need it <laughs> yesterday, right? And now it's, it's blockchain. Yeah. And I think for me, what's very important is um, to take a step back and actually understand the ability that yeah. the technology gives you to change existing processes for the better. Yeah. Understand as well where the limitations are, where you, we as humans need to do the work as part of that trust that yeah. we instill in each other as business partners, and then create models that evolve from what we have today that leverage that technology and help us do our work better, help us relate to each other as businesses as an individuals better. And I think the biggest thing that I'm really conscious about and, and where I feel we're running into a lot of danger is people stop at the, oh, it's just basically a way for everyone to have access to the information. They don't understand the nuances that go a couple of layers deeper. And as practitioners, I feel it is our job to really understand and peel those layers on the, of the onion to know as well, you know, where that second edge of the sword lies as well. Um, and I really commend the efforts of campaign and actually putting this breakfast briefing together because I think we need to rely on people like you to help us disseminate that information, really stop the misinformation as well, mm -hmm. so we can have smarter conversations about the application of the technology. There, there's been a lot of talk about um, trust and transparency around, around the whole blockchain issue. On that theme of responsibility, should, as an industry, should we be collaborating much more aggressively on um, using blockchain technology to think, Alison, you said it really um, perfectly about, you know, we, we work in an industry that we, we love and um, want to see be as, as good as it possibly can be. Um, but it has been beset with lots of suspicion and, and accusations around fraud and um, lack of transparency. Should we be collective, collectively working on this together as an industry? From my perspective, I just don't see how we make that work, right? Unless we come together uh, as, you know, we talked about this, right? Like our industry is very complex. It's a complex net network of service providers, service providers, buyers, etc., that need to come together. If we want to make blockchain that technology that underpins it, then we need to come together as an industry and place our bets on it and understand that there's going to be shifts in how we operate today because 
there's no point of migrating processes of old onto a technology if you're not going to make them better, right? We need to remove the points of friction. I think some of the auditing examples mm-hmm. that, that Ali, you covered yeah. with Unilever and some of the work that we've been doing on that are, are a great example of how you can use that technology to remove some of those points of friction, points of friction that don't af- affect only one player in that ecosystem. They ap- affect everyone, right? Because if you don't know what you're buying, if you can't reconcile it, then there is no single version of the truth. And without a single version of the truth, there can't be trust among individuals, right? And so for me, it has to be a, a collective effort. Um, I really liked what you covered in terms of the different ways in which this is taking shape, right? Yeah. With consortia, with uh, different players that have um, a big heft in the market, like Merce coming into it and driving that, with um, groups of companies actually creating that. So I think we need to think very deeply about what power mechanics we have in our industry and what's the best model that we can adopt together to make this work. Because I would argue we're not going to be in a Maersk type no. environment uh, where it's a single player driving mm-hmm. this. I think I think it's probably more of the Walmart, you know, multiple um, uh, suppliers uh, example that you have given us. Um, and I would welcome having those conversations. I, th- I think at the very least we need to have those discussions. Yeah, so, so Ben, where do you sit on the need to have those discussions? You know, I think the... Um, a lot of these problems in the supply chain are problems of our own creation, and that's from the traditional network media agency type model that, um, well, in fact, caused many of the trust issues in the first instance. So applying this markup rebate star model is probably what triggered a lot of the dissatisfaction with programmatic in the first place. Um, but I think, from a, more importantly, the, 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 when we talk about transparency and, and trust, um, to me, the role of an agency or, or the, the role of the, an agency in the future or a consultant or an advisor, et cetera, like the, the IBMs of the world are doing, is to actually help simplify technology rather than acknowledge this level of complexity to help clients navigate that. So to us, to run and execute a successful programmatic campaign, we will minimize the amount of technology that we're using. And by, by doing so, we're sacrificing some reach. We're sacrificing some of the extra bells and whistles and the ad formats, etc. But for every 5% of reach and, and, and discounts and impressions that we're losing, we're gaining 10% more in control, in, in understanding where our ads are actually appearing, in frequency capping, in seeing people across multiple networks. And to me, that is, is marketing. That's the far more important part of this than can I plug together 17 different DSPs and networks, etc., in order to get that 3% extra people over there or, or, or do this little, little extra bit here. Um, the only people really winning off the back of introducing that level of complexity is, is the media agency, not, not the client. And, and to me, that's where um, you know, blockchain throwing this in as an extra kind of solution to solve the already murky space that we've got acknowledges that we should continue to, to fund this, this murky landscape in the first place. My take on it is let's simplify the technology side of things in the first instance, ditch the intermediaries that have to come from one or the other, take it in-house if you need to take it in-house and treat an agency like they should be as an advisor, an agent, or, or someone that acts in your best interest like a consultant does, um, uh, rather than this, this kind of heritage, I'm going to buy, centralise and resell all of my media to you that, that is a spillover from from TV buying days. It doesn't apply to programmatic, and that's what's... what's I'm going to have to disagree with you, because I actually... I would hope you would. (laughs) From a platform background, um, having worked for for UpNexus before coming into into Mindshare, and having worked on the platform side of things, I can tell you, and actually, I don't even have to uh, go back to just UpNexus as a single example, but even the likes of Facebook and Google have been on the press for this. 
Today, we have such a complex supply chain, particularly because of the birth of exchanges, that were there to increase liquidity of the market when the networks couldn't actually provide a balanced supply and demand. But you opt into Let that finish. supply chain. Let me finish. Let me finish. That if you want to truly leverage the value of programmatic, and this is where we were about two years ago, you tapped into exchanges because you had access to find that audience in a much broader pool of impressions, right? Now, it's become very clear that there's bad actors in that environment as well that are using fraud, domain spoofing, bot traffic to line their pockets with more money because in such a complex environment, it's much harder to police that, right? What we're seeing now is a shift to quality, having understood the complexity of the environment, and it's not uncommon to see automatic direct, PNPs, private marketplaces, uh, so we can get rid of some of the acronyms, coming in as part of a strategy in terms of buying that some of our clients request from us as well. But fundamentally, we have a choice, right, between volume and quality. And sometimes it is about, in fact, in many cases, about balancing volume and quality. If I can put in a mechanism that gives me greater confidence in where those, in this case, digital assets come from in that supply chain so that I don't have to have go back to the old model where it was just a handful of people having a handful of relationships with media owners, and I can open up for the long tail quality providers to also play in that space, and I can enable that with greater trust, I am for it. Because there's a lot of media owners that provide great quality content on the long tail that is right for some of the audiences that we are after, that is a great contextual environment for the brand, that unless we give them the opportunity to play, then we really go back to the old-fashioned days of marketing, where it's just a handful of people holding a handful of relationships for some of the largest brands who actually benefit benefited from pricing. So it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely PR spin and a nice and a nice story, very very polished. But um, I, I challenge you to tell me what the and you know let's let's bring it back to reality. Um, Group M published their digital media investment stats for last year, of which I presume Mindshare is a part. Can you tell me what percentage was spent on programmatic? About 40%? 86% of digital media spend within, within Group M was on Google and outside of China was on Google and Facebook. You're talking, so, okay, so, 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 the, so the let us get about, into a very clear... Digital media, so definition here, and, and I'm talking about programmatic display. If you're bringing Google and Facebook as well... Well, they're not programmatic because this is and this channel? is a challenge right and this is why it is important for us to have an industry-wide agreement on all these terms because this is exactly the challenge that we're having on blockchain as well there's a lot of misinformation there's a lot of terms that are being used interchangeably and and this is the perfect example of things we're talking about very different things yet we're using terms interchangeably right for me when I think about programmatic buying, if I'm thinking about exchange buying, what is your definition? What is my definition? You said it yourself on the panel, right? The definition of transparency is very different as well. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's actually knowing exactly on what publishers they land. For some people, it's actually knowing that their spend is actually being dedicated to specific channels. There's a huge, huge range 
in terms of those definitions, and we haven't locked that down. And so that means that we start speaking a different language, and that leads to distrust, and that leads to a very unproductive conversation, because fundamentally, I'm not here to rip off my clients. I'm here to produce the best work possible. And I can tell you, every planner that I see in that agency comes in because of the work. So let's address the fundamental disagreement in this case. You define programmatic as including parties like Facebook and I, Google. I don't think that that's, I mean, the, so there are lots of different definitions of programmatic. Yes. The, the technically correct definition is that it's, it's biddable media, i.e. Um, media that can be transacted in a real-time auction as opposed to via an insertion order. So technically, Google, Facebook do fall under the definition of programmatic. Okay. But the, the more agreed-upon industry term now to describe programmatic, if you, if you talk about programmatic, you're probably talking about programmatic display, which you know, even then is murky because, because Facebook is a display channel as well. I don't think it's overly important. I'm not sure that's where necessarily the disagreement comes from. So I, I think don't know if it's, Facebook it's, would agree with you as, as placing them no, as just no, a it's, display channel. It's, it's, it's a programmatic ad buy, where, like by the technical definition, but it's, it's, I think it's irrelevant. I don't think that's where the point of disagreement is. No, I, I think it's Mine, mine is that the, the, the distrust in, in, in the space stems from a historical distrust of media agencies based on patterns of behavior in the past that are now being outed. And the blockchain is, is, is one solution that's being touted as something that might solve some of those problems that, that, that will help us vis visualize this murky supply chain, which is true to an extent. But once we see what that murky supply chain actually looks like, that doesn't really help us discover anything more than, oh, it's really murky. So, so um, hold on. Let, let's, it's really important that I, I get your point, but because you know, somebody as high profile as um, Keith, the CMO at Unilever, says that murky supply chain doesn't mean to say the whole of the advertising industry runs on a murky supply chain and that's their raison d'etre and that's why they get out of bed in the morning to go rip off their clients. I, I think we need to be really careful <laughs> because there's some very um, clever people doing important jobs for their clients which they've paid money for because they serve a need. Um, I, I actually see blockchain being a positive force for change for the industry. So to clear back to your question, should the industry come together and start to look at how it can implement blockchain? I would say absolutely. Um, of course, it doesn't have to be with IBM, but it would be good if it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would say that, so that's fine, that's, that's my job. Um, but you know, we, we take our lead from other industries and where people have worked together, big players and small players, and, it's, and, and, and you agree the rules of engagement, you agree the terminology, as we just yeah. saw, that can lead to issues. Mm -hmm. You agree why you're doing it, what the, what, what, um, and what the expected goals are, and who's funding what, don't forget, you know, this isn't free. Um, then, then it starts to work because you're. I mean, it's not how we're used to behaving in a, in the Western democratic, you know, competitive society yeah. in consortia. But you know what, technology can sometimes change things. We're talking about this as a foundational technology that brings a layer of visibility, trust, transparency, and provenance, and all those good words to business practice. And I would like to get away from. That's just ominous music that's come on in the background. Music in the background, as I'm seeing. Um, <laughs> um, you know, sort of dismissing agencies, uh, media buying agencies, as, as just peddling a murky supply chain. That's not the point. Blockchain will help dispel that myth, uh, help reveal the value that you're adding. Um, Absolutely. And 
you know, we'll get away from that mm. conversation. Let's get to the, what else can I do for you, Mr. Client? Let's let blockchain take away some of the pain of not being able to understand what I'm doing yeah. and get onto the business of adding value. And, and also focusing on, on exactly what you've just said, right? Like there's a lot of tasks that unfortunately we have to go through today as part of what, what we do, right? Like. I, I'm still to hear someone to tell me that that reconciliation process is what they wake up in the morning for, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it isn't. But you know what? It's some of the medicine that we have to take because that's part of the of what we provide to clients as a service. And it's part of us being uh, compliant with SOCs and other regulations in the industry. And we have to do it. Is it an easy process today? It isn't. It isn't. Mm. If I can apply technology to release some of the people that are currently invested in that to actually perform higher value tasks for our clients, I welcome that opportunity. And, and this is exactly where I'm going with, with the point around, around blockchain, that it, if we think critically about what problem it is that we are trying to solve, and there is a fundamental match, right? Because it won't be a silver bullet that actually fixes everything. There is a fundamental match to the capabilities that blockchain offers then we should explore it because our job is to evolve and to create better services for our clients. And so we can get rid of the low value tasks to then redeploy those people to do something that's much more interesting, that helps us drive this industry forward by collaborating with the different partners in the industry without attacking each other, then I'm all for it. All right, so just to wrap up, I want each of you to give me one sentence the most important application, imagine I'm a marketer, what's the most important application of, of blockchain to me? Emily, I'm going to start with you. I think if you're a marketer, the important thing that you need to know about blockchain is that it is a solution that's available that you should consider as part of solving uh, issues around media transparency and fraud. But also perhaps if you are a brand that struggles with provenance of your products and your supply chain, that could be a solution you offer as well to the chief operating officer or the chief technological officer of your company and use that to tell a better story about your products. So it's, it could be two ways, really. Okay. Uh, to me, it's irrelevant in the context of tracking media uh, supply chain. There are, there are 20 better uh, and more efficient strategies and ways of actually understanding how you're purchasing media. However, um, the second part of what Emily picked up on, I think, is a critical one for marketers, which is as a business, if if your supply chain that, to produce your own product, let's say that you're a, a waitrose, um, uh, tracking the you know where your food comes from is is a great potential marketing tool that um, people do care about, and and therefore is something that you should use in your marketing activities at, at least if it's if it's a good story. And okay. it's, in, it's important as well. Sorry for you're mar coming for back for another. I know, no, yes, I know. But I just <laughs> want to say that you know, ever since Gartner said the CMO is a higher has a bigger tech budget than the CTO, it is important that CMOs weigh in on things like this when it, it comes to be you know a technological uh, advancement that could systemically help the entire company. Lovely, Well, for me my food has to be the ads that we deliver for our clients, right? So I need to be able to ensure that those ads are being placed in the right places, that they come from the right farms, yeah. and that they ultimately get to the people that want to eat them. And so for me, blockchain, from an asset tracking and supply chain capabilities, offers huge opportunities. Fantastic. And Alison, what's, what's your sentence? Uh, my sentence is, if you're not sure where your dollar is being spent in your digital marketing campaigns and where why 60% of it seems to go to various 
players in the ad tech supply chain and 40% ends up with the publisher, have a conversation with your agency. And if your agency isn't sure, there are people in the technology landscape that can help educate on blockchain. Thank you all so much. That's um, illuminating, but I feel like we're very much at the start of all of these conversations, aren't we? Thank you. You've been listening to the Campaign Podcast. Tune in next week.